Hello, and welcome to the Park Baptist Church Podcast. Our goal is to preach the Word of God in a real and authentic way, so you are filled with the Spirit to guide you through life each and every week. To learn more about Park Baptist Church, visit parkbaptist.com. Are you grateful for everything God's given you? The gentleman in the video, I thought that was pretty good. Are you grateful for all the things God's given you? Or are you grumbling and complaining about what you don't have or what you didn't get or what someone said or what someone didn't say or something that didn't go quite the way you wanted to? We're going to talk about that. If you would, please turn to Philippians 2.12 in your Bible. That's what we're going to start with. Give you a second to get there. It says, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Paul's talking to the church here. Now you notice he said to work out your salvation. Now we've got to understand what he's saying there. He's not saying you can earn your salvation. He's not saying you can get your salvation from works. You can't buy your salvation. Nobody can give it to you. Okay? That's not how it works. If you go to Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, it says, For in it is by grace you have been saved through faith. So when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, by doing that, God extended his grace or his goodness and gave you salvation through his son. It's not something you just earned. It's something God gave you because of your faith and your acceptance of Christ. So you need to remember that. It is the gift of God, not by work, so that no one can boast, for we are God's handiwork. Each one of us, God made each one of us in his own image. We're his handiwork. We're his creation, created in Christ to do good works. Do good works. I'm going to say that again. Do good works. Okay? Think about that to do good works. Which God prepared in advance for us to do. So Paul was telling us to work our salvation out. In other words, to act like we're saved. Act like we're Christian. And I'm a sinner, and I used to be pretty good at it. Okay, I mean, 
Amen. I can look at some guys that were there. I mean, what could I say? I was good at it. We had fun. It was wrong. I'm just saying. We're all sinners. Okay? We all fall short of the glory of God, and we need to accept that fact. And remember, hey, you know, we're not any better than anybody else. Just because I'm up here giving this message, let me tell you what, I'm no better than anybody else. Don't ever think that. So what's it mean to work out your salvation? Like I said, you can't be saved by works. You just can't do it. Paul is telling us what we're supposed to look like. Now he goes, and this is now he's talking to, he must have been in the Baptist church preaching when he when he come up with this one. He says, do everything without grumbling or arguing. Gee whiz so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Now, let me tell you what, his generation was warped and crooked, so is ours. Things haven't changed. Everybody says, oh, it's gotten so much worse. No, it hasn't. It's been the same for all time. The same devil is out there doing the same stuff he's been doing for thousands of years. And he does it with us, okay? He does it with us. So we're to do everything without grumbling. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. Do, we sh do you shine like a star in the sky? Think about that a minute. Or is your light bulb like that one in the string of Christmas lights that doesn't come on? You know? Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm big on stories sometimes. And some of you know me most of my life. I grew up in a small business here in town, a hardware store. <clears throat> I loved being up there when I was a little guy growing up. And we had this salesman that called on us every Tuesday for like 40 years. He was about six foot three, tall, straight, ex-Marine, always wore a suit and tie, well-groomed, neat, always always had a smile on his face, always. His name was Butler, that was his first name, and he was just a really nice guy, complete gentleman, always. And I loved talking to him. And one day he was there writing his order down. We were really busy, a lot of customers that day. Now we had this one customer, this one person, and he was the guy that when he walked in the door, we all said, well, who's gonna wait on him? Well, you did it last time. No, it's your turn. You know, nobody wants to help this guy because he is obnoxious, he's rude, he's foul-mouthed, nobody, you know. You can't, my dad used to say, you can't run him off. You'd have to kill him to get rid of him. He just keeps coming back. You know people like that, seriously. This guy was a pain. And here's Butler writing his order out. And this guy walks up to him, and he goes, uh, well, I see you're in here every week. And he looks at the man, he goes, yes, sir, I am, every week, every Tuesday. He says, uh, well, I see that you always have a smile on your face. He said, yes, sir, I do. He said, well, what's your problem? <laughs> and Butler looked down at him, and he said, well, sir, I completely refuse to let people like you run my day. <laughs> and that guy turned around and he was gone. Out the door he went. 
And he looked at me, I was, you know, 11, 12 years old, and he said, don't you ever let people like him ruin your day. Don't you ever forget that, Dennis. I said, yes, sir. Don't forget. Don't let them ruin your day. So what about you? Are you a day maker or are you a day destroyer in your life? How do you live? How do you treat people? How do you act? When you do business with people, when you're in church, when you're uptown, when you're at Walmart, are you the guy that run up and shake your hand or the lady they go, oh, no, not her again and go the other way? <laughs> Seriously. We've all experienced that. I know I do. What are you? Which one? Are you the star or are you down in the darkness with the devil? Because that's where it comes from. Now think about it. You really need to think about that. What are you? What are you to yourself? What are you to others? Now complaining is a temptation that affects everybody. We all have good days, we all have bad days. We have things happen in our lives. You know, life isn't perfect, life's pretty tough. And we have expectations of our job, our church, uh, in our community we live in. We sacrifice our time, our money, we work hard. Uh, we take risks, we develop relationships with people, sometimes they don't work out. We do those things and they're thinking, man, this is really gonna be a good deal. And then the honeymoon's over, something happens. Seasons change, disappointment and discontentment sets in. And then what happens? We get the temptation to complain and argue. Maybe we didn't get our way. Maybe somebody hurt the last little feeling that we had. And nine times out of ten, they didn't even know they'd done it. That's another sermon you're going to get someday, too. You know, what's going on? Well, you know, it happens to everybody. Everybody is susceptible to that. Happens to all of church leaders, deacons, preachers. The challenges of life can tempt anybody. And we get pity, self-pity, despair, and things start spewing out of our mouth like the Israelites and their grumbling. Remember them? Remember those people from Israel? I think somebody called them the stiff-necked the stiff people of God that Moses had to deal with. Remember those guys, the ones that were really were slaves? We talk about slaves, you know, you see all this stuff on the news. Those people were slaves. They had no life. They were in tyranny all the time. And then God raises up a leader. Okay. And then God parts the sea so they can get away. They follow their leader that and then you know what happened then. Then God feeds them and protects them for years, leads them to freedom. And then what happens? They grumble the whole time. Couldn't make them happy if you had to. Well, the world's got the complainers in it now, too. Grumblers. 
when you're tempted to, don't. And sometimes that's really hard to do. Sometimes I get, you know, that's stop. As my grandmother used to say, your foot is big, but it will fit in your mouth. Don't, don't, just don't say it. Just, you know, walk away. Don't do it. But maybe we need to talk about something else. What causes this? Sin. Sin in our lives. What causes that? Well, it's our sinful nature. We're all born sinners. And it's through the blood of Christ that we're saved. Okay, but that temptation, the devil is out there all the time. He's working hard. He really does exist. This, this world we live in, that's his stomping ground. And he does a pretty good job of it. His only, his only tools, by the way, are lies and fear and deception. That's all he's got. You know, it's not like the, some of those movies that they make about all this. No, the only thing that the devil can do is lie to you, deceive you, and make you afraid. That's all he can do. And I heard a story one time in a sermon, so I've kind of adapted it to this situation. But this fella is, it's Sunday morning, and he's walking through the park out here. Now this guy, he's a Christian guy, so I assume he was probably a Catholic because he probably went to Mass the night before because he wasn't in church on Sunday morning, I'm not knocking my Catholic brothers and sisters in Christ, don't try to take that. But, so he's a Christian guy, and he's out walking his dog through this park right over here. And it's Sunday morning, about quarter till 11. And he can hear, it's a beautiful day, he can hear the hymns coming from Park Baptist Church. He can hear that. And man, that's, that's some really nice, one of my favorite hymns I'm hearing. And he walks along and he looks and he sees somebody sitting right over here in the park bench. And he gets a little closer. And, well, that's the devil. He's thinking, no, nah, I better go. No, nah, I'm going to go talk to him. So he walks up and he says, hello, Mr. Devil. And the devil goes, hello. And this guy he just can't resist. He said, well, I see you're all by yourself. He said, yes, sir, I am. But in about 45 minutes, they'll be back. <laughs> Think about that. Think about that. That's kind of funny and it's kind of not. Because they'll be back. That's, that's us. Okay. So he really does spend time in each one of our hearts and our lives if we let him. Okay. So what do we do? What do we do about it? Guy said one time, for every poison that is out there, God's got an antidote. Okay. God tells us what to do in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against the powers of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in our heavenly realms. And it really does exist. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when 
The day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows. of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasion with all kinds of prayers and requests. And in this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying. Always keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. So through prayer, we can overcome all these things. I'm going to say that again. Through prayer, we can overcome all these things. I've had things in my life that I really didn't think I could make it through, but I did. Through prayer and through faith. Okay? The gospel tells us that we're better than we deserve. It's like the guy in the video. I thought that was really good. We really do have it pretty well in this country. We really do. I don't know about you, but I've got a place to live, and it's warm in the winter, and it's cool in the summer, and it's dry when it rains, and I've got food to eat. I think I eat a little too much because my wife makes me eat it, but hey, that's okay. <laughs> and we've got a way to get back and forth to work. I've got a job. I've got all this stuff, and it's through Christ, through God, made it all possible. What not me. And we should be thankful for that. We should be grateful for all the things that God's given us. So think about that one for a minute. Consider what we deserve and what we're getting should keep us from complaining. When we concentrate on what Philippians says in 2, 6 through 11, who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in a human likeness. Paul's talking about Christ here. Who was God and came down and was born just like you and I were. Became a human being just like you and I and lived that life and died on the cross. And being found in the presence as a man, he humbled himself, okay? You've heard that song that that guy sings about, it's hard to be humble, it really is. But you know what, we all need a really good dose of that a lot of times. We need to be, we need to humble ourselves before our Lord and be humble. Hard for me to do sometimes. We get arrogant, we get boastful, we get, the devil gets in our heart, and next thing you know, we're not shining like that star we ought to be shining like. So think about that. It says, therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name 
that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. Okay. So, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? you going to be that light bulb that's burned out? You're going to shine like that star that he's talking about. You know, something come to mind after a first service. You're going to be that salt that God talks about, that Jesus talks about? Or are you going to be the pearls that get thrown on the ground and trampled by the pigs? What are you going to be? You're going to be the salt and the light or not? You're going to shine or are you going to be in darkness with the evil one? Because he really does exist. Okay. Think about that this week. Be kind to people. What's the greatest commandment? You love your neighbor as you love yourself? Let's try it. Okay, we're going to have an invitation and we're going to pray. So, if you've never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've never asked Jesus to come into your life and be your Savior, now would be a good time. We can talk about it now or come and see us later. Let us know. We'd love to talk about that with you. Hope you'd all please stand.